Welcome to WOW Kingdom Conversations. You have Sarah and Catherine with you today. Hey, Catherine. Hi, I'm here. Where we're going to tackle the discussion about kingdom partnership. Yes. Yes. Friendship, fellowship, communion. (laughs) One of the biggest blessings in life. One of the biggest, uh, you know, relationally, uh, you know, easy, uh, uh, relationships that we can have. It's, it's always, um, a blessing. It's always, uh, something that, um, the Lord can use really to enrich your life. And, and there is power in praying friends. Uh, me and Sarah went to you. If you've been a faithful follower of kingdom conversations, you may have noticed last week that we were kind of MIA, but we were, um, in Las Vegas, but don't worry. We were taking background for the kingdom. We were at, we were, we were vacationing, but it was business mixed with a little pleasure kingdom business. So, um, one of the things that really kind of inspired this episode today was we, well, first of all, if you want to, if you want to find somewhere that is like great, a great opportunity to witness when you are in an Uber or when you are being, uh, when someone's serving you a waitress, uh, you know, doing some, some service, you have that time, that opportunity, and they're kind of stuck with you because, you know, not that you will withhold a tip if they don't listen to you, but they are eager to, you know, the customers always right They're They're in a service position. So it's a wonderful um, opportunity, you know, to talk about the Lord, to, to witness and talk about the kingdom. So we, um, we, we got in an Uber and um, Sarah was in the front seat and started, she started doing her thing. She started talking to our Uber driver and I hope he's listening. We, we, we got him on his phone and we got him uh, subscribed and the podcast downloaded. So, but he so, he was a believer, which is always, you know, such a blessing and such a bonus and such a, a reminder of the Lord's um, goodness and his divine uh, lining up and appointments where he he sent, sends you, you know, even your Uber driver where you can fellowship and kind of just talk a little while. And um, Sarah had said, uh, can we pray for you? And uh, something that blessed my heart so much was out of all the things that um, he could have asked for prayer for, he asked for prayer for his friend. And like, it kind of took me back, you know, in a little, in a little bit, not in a bad way, but it was such a, it just, because the Lord had been ministering to me about how Jesus stands before the father day and night, and he makes intercession for us. That's what, what Mm -hmm. the word says. And this, this friend, it was such a beautiful depiction of that in a person where his heart, he wanted to pray and intercede for his friend. Yes, it, it, it was amazing. Um, we caused the Uber driver to pick us up and, um, the back seat was full. So someone had to get in the front seat and it's just amazing how the Holy spirit works because normally my son, Catherine knows this would want me in the back seat with them. But this time, the only time he wanted Catherine in the back seat with him. And so I was like, well, I'll get in the front. And every other time he said, no, mom, I want you to ride in the back seat with me. Am I lying, Catherine? No, he was. <laughs> and he said, no, I want Catherine to ride in the back seat with me. And I had my daughter and, um, and Nancy got in the back and I said, well, I'll get in the front seat. And I gets in the front seat with the driver. And I just got that uh, feeling only a few times in my life when it, when it was like, 
it was so strong. And the Holy Spirit just kept saying, talk about me, talk about me, talk about me. So I looked at the driver and I said, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And his eyes went huge. And he said, you're a believer? I said, yes. He said, I'm a believer too. And he just immediately opened up and just, we had a kingdom conversation immediately. And uh, as we're talking, he said, I normally put on um, gospel music, but some of the people that get in, you know, don't like it or, or whatever. And we got talking and um, he said, he come over to this country and a good friend of his, he, a woman had helped him, you know, when he first moved there, he didn't know anyone, got him hooked up with the job. And um, she actually recently moved and she's a good person because you can have good works, but not be born again. There's good people there, but they don't have Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus, you, you don't have anything. Yeah. Um, and he told me that she's, uh, he opened right up. He said, she suffers with strongholds in her mind. And I, and I've been telling her about the Lord, but she just won't receive them. But she is a good person. And he loves her so much because he, she was kind to him. And he prays for her. And he, and he said, can we pray for her? And I said, yes, we'll pray for her right now. And we started praying for her and the Holy Spirit filled that Uber car. And um, I'm not even joking outside the wind started to pick up. And it was like, uh, I said, look outside. I said, look at the wind. And it started stirring. Oh, yeah, that was the unbelievable time. And <laughs> it was like when we threw the door to the car open, like the wind, it was like a movie. <laughs> Uh, it was like unbelievable but okay so I'm in the back seat and I couldn't really hear him that well so like I couldn't hear this exchange that he's like having with Sarah like she updates me after we get out of the car but as I began to pray where the Holy Spirit knew it was like I was praying like through the Holy Spirit every single like just the power of intercession because when the holy spirit when we're it's different when we're praying our prayers but it's it, but when we're praying god's prayers through us mm. that's where the power is when the holy spirit fills you and you're praying and that's praying in alignment with the heart of the father you know sometimes even in the word it's, it'll say you know fleshly or soulish prayers but when we're praying in tune and i even seen and i i didn't hear him mention that he um I knew that he was a Christian I had heard that part and uh but I didn't hear him say how he put the gospel music on so we just started praying this you know evangelism anointing over him that he was gonna take back territory in Las Vegas because you know there is different people you know it is a it is a um it's a, it can be a war zone out there in certain areas. We know there's certain towns, there's certain places that people write off as bad places or, and we need people, you know, in day-to-day, -day, in day-to-day -day positions out there preaching the gospel and, and, and being a, a tool for the kingdom. But um, yeah, so it just so was such a blessing to see his heart to pray for, he didn't forget the loyalty that that um, friend had showed him. And in, in the scriptures, I have one uh, pulled up here in, in Proverbs 17. It says, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. And then in my, my one Bible, it says that it has like little squares where it says word wealth and it gives you 
the the Greek, uh, the Strong's Concordance definition. And this is what it says a friend is. A friend is a companion, a neighbor, a fellow man, a familiar person. This noun occurs more than 180 times. Its root is the verb ra'a, and that means to associate with or be a friend of. The present reference is a prescription for healthy friendship. A friend should always be loyal. And that is truly what, uh, you know, you may feel like you don't have a friend in the natural that is like that. You know, I, I know there's times um, I'm a very outgoing person. I'm a people person. I love people. But I know there was a time in my life where I didn't have a lot of friends. You know, growing up, I, I didn't have that many friends. And it gets lonely. And sometimes you even can have a lot of different friendships. But you still have that that longing, that, that, that feeling of being in a room full of people, but feeling completely alone. But the Lord wants to be your companion today. He wants to associate with you. And like we we're talking about with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to commune with you and have communion. We think, oh, okay, communion is taking communion, the, the, the acknowledgement of the body and the blood. But it's more than that. He wants to commune and fellowship today with you and spend time today with you in your day to day life. And he is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Yes. And, um, you know, I've been saying it for months now, change your circle, change your life. And um, who was it that you sent me posted that yesterday? Oh, our Real, girl, talk Kim. Real, Real Talk Kim. Real Talk Kim posted it yesterday and I was on the floor because it was confirmation. And it was word for word too. Like yeah, word for word. Has that ever happened to you guys? Like you say something and then you'll someone will say word for word or you'll see a post it's confirmation from the Holy Spirit. And you feel like your phone's had, by your tap. <laughs> yes. Because Catherine had mentioned, I said, uh, you know, what conversation do you want to have on the podcast this week? And she said, let's talk about friendship. Because it really inspired her how the, the Uber driver, you know, when we asked uh, if he wanted to pray immediately, he said, can we pray for my friend? And that's the kind of friend that I want. And that's the kind of friend that I want to be. You know, it says that um, two are better than one, because if one falls, the other one can lift them up. And we are to lift our brothers and sisters in Christ up in prayer. Sometimes they're going through a time and they can't pray for themselves. I've been there. Yeah. I have been there where I've been so heartbroken or distraught or even confused. And I, and that's why it says uh, that the Holy Spirit and moanings and groanings yeah. and that, that our Christ makes intercession on our behalf. It is so good. But if you make kingdom connections here on earth, it is we, we can take back. So we are better together. Have we not learned that over the past year? We are better together. We can take back so much ground. And like Catherine said, you know, there's some people that deem places evil, Las Vegas, New Orleans. It's funny because that's the two places we visited this year. <laughs> San but, Francisco, that's another one that people write off all the time. Yes. And we are called to be the light in the dark places. Those are the places we are. Now, be safe. I'm not saying be crazy. Only go where the spirit leads. You know, don't 
don't, don't be insane, but we are called to be light in dark places. And, you know, we do live in a dark world and it's getting darker and darker. But let me tell you something. The glory of the Lord upon his people shines brighter than that darkness. Amen. Like Catherine said, the, the proverb said, one with many friends may be harmed, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. I don't know about you, but um, I see on Facebook or social media, you can have people have thousands of friends and they could never feel more alone. But there's a, a, a selective few that you could call that if you needed something that would actually, you know, do you a solid, do you a favor. Yeah. You know, and then Jesus said, they came to him because it says a, a friend that cl sticks closer than a brother. And um, Jesus went in a house and his mother and brothers were outside. And his disciples said, your mothers and brothers are outside. And he answered them and said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? He stretched his hand out towards his disciples and he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Mm, family. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. And Jesus so modeled this um, in, in his own relationships. You know, he had the 12 disciples, but then he had the kind of he had like the inner <laughs> circle. And it's not to be clicky. It's not to be like us for no more. Of course, we want to be. We have to shift our perspective that we are looking at people like we're in the family of Christ. You're my brother and sister in Christ. Well, I'm very <laughs> loyalty in my family is such a big thing. You know, we're so loyal to one another, almost to a fault. You know, we're, we're like loyal to the point where we're like giving people the benefit of the doubt when it's like, OK, they're literally stabbing you in the back. Like you, you, you have to, you know, of course, have boundaries, don't get abused and walked all over. But. But loyalty is such an important trait and such an important thing. So, you know, when we're thinking about our brother and sister in Christ and are we praying for them or are we talking poorly about them behind their back? Are we interceding for them? Are we genuinely concerned about them? Are we, you know, plotting evil against them or are we you know cheering them on on the sidelines and not to say you know people in general don't hold your destiny god does god holds your purpose and your destiny for your life not every person um you know people aren't solely responsible for what happens to your life yes they do affect and can influence your life but we are ultimately responsible for our own choices for our own decisions but you know it's so refreshing and when I think of the story of Moses, when Aaron and her, they came alongside him and he, he, he couldn't lift his hands and they, they physically lifted his hands for him. That's such a beautiful, all through scripture you see, because we aren't created to be alone. You know, we see that in Genesis. It said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. So I will create him woman. And so he, he created, uh, at, you know, when he, at the beginning of creation, where no person is an island, we were created for relationship for fellowship for to be to, to come together you know in Hebrews 10 there was a scripture I was reading here it says not let let us not 
neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We need to be encouraging. What is encouraging? Putting courage in. Put cur- sake, being kind to one another, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're going through something hard that you don't know anything about. Showing grace and mercy. And we guess what? We need to be doing it with people that are not kind to us. It's easy to love people who are lovable, but we have to be doing it to, with people who are maybe difficult to deal with in our life, maybe on our job or in our day-to-day, you know, interactions with people. You want to know God's purpose for your life? This is God's purpose for your life. Love God, love people. And that's what friendship and fellowship is all about. Amen. And he said, in this, you have fulfilled all the law. Yeah. You know, um, I have a book coming out and there's a chapter and it's called Dear Supervisor Fruit Inspector. And we are, it says in the word, you'll know them by their fruit. It does not say you will judge them by their fruit. Oh, that's good. So when we are in relationships, friendships, if it's not producing good fruit, we are responsible to cut off the branch because it's not just you know, sometimes we could be the cause of them not growing. That's that's scary to me that I could be the uh, cause of someone's unhealthy fruit because we're called to cultivate and develop fruits of the spirit. Mm. And if we aren't, you know, developing the fruits of the spirit, we are in danger of bearing the, the fruits of the flesh. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's and that's toxic and there's yeah. no growth and it says you will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that's no good for anyone like no. you're, you're not good. You're not benefiting from that. And not that, you know, OK, it's not all about what can you benefit from it. But, you know, I, I I'm a <laughs> I'm like a show me the show me the money type person. Like I want my I want my life to be fruitful. That's a desire that I have. I want to be fruitful in my relationships. You know, it, otherwise you're just spinning your wheels. I love that you brought up uh social media too. Let's talk about that for a minute. You know, we have so many ways, there's so many apps, there's so many things, and we're not anti-social media because to be honest, we'd be hypocrites if we were because social media is one of the main things that we, you know, advertise the podcast on and get the word out there about it. So we are not anti-social media. Social media can be a blessing. There's people that, you know, got reunited with their family through it. There's, there's people that's, you know, found kingdom marriages and godly spouses. And, and it can really be, it can be used either way, but there's all these means and modes of communication, but why do we still feel alone? Why do we still feel isolated? We've never been more connected, but also simultaneously disconnected because you see people and they're not interacting in real life. They're, they're sitting on their phone, scrolling through someone else's life, looking at someone else's highlight reel. Then they start comparing. Then it's, it just, it opens this door to all these unhealthy, like you said, toxic fruit. And, you know, also too, I've seen it. uh, Here's another classic thing where social media has been used is people take something personal and get offended by something that's posted that wasn't maybe even about them. And the, and the, the enemy just has a, a field day with it. And 
we, we, it's not that we aren't communicating. It's that we are not communicating effectively. There was actually a study, you know, on here that I love to hit everyone up with a statistic about the brain. Um, you would swear that I was a brain surgeon, but I promise you I'm not, I'm far from it. <laughs> but um, there was a study and it said that there was actually a physical part of the brain in adolescents and young adults that was not developing like a, a an immediate response because everyone you know wants to text you know you can't get someone on on the phone and actually physically hear their voice and communicate with them or or it's and it was like a delayed reaction like this this one center in the brain wasn't developing because they didn't have to quickly think or make a decision in the time you know they had they had time to to think about how they were going to respond or or how they was going to say and and to me you know, people are, it's crippling people in their life. People can't that, you know, how, how, like, and God uses people in different ways and people have different personalities and that's okay too. But if he's, if he's crippling our communication with one another and we're not talking to one another, we're not having these conversations that we so are so, you know, of course on here, we talk about conversations all the time. If we're not having that, if we're not capable of having that, you know, there's been so many times, okay, I, I know I've been like on a, like Sarah hasn't got a word in for the last five minutes, <laughs> but I was up in North Dakota with my mom. We were doing some business up there and I was looking down at my phone. I have to just out myself. And I got so mad at myself for doing this, for not, not being present in the moment. So this is kind of like an example of this. So I was looking down at my phone, I was listening to music or doing something. And my mom looked and said, Oh, there's a bald eagle. <laughs> and I went, Oh, my God, where and I went to look, and it was gone. And I missed <laughs> getting to see it. And they're like, endangered species I missed the beauty I'm like I'm obsessed with eagles and it was unbelievable and I missed that moment from staring at the stupid phone why yeah. I do this so and I mean that's just a silly like funny example but we're missing so much of life with one another oh, yeah. there's and beauty all around us and we are missing it and you know they call um as you're scrolling it's literally called the feed yeah. And what are you feeding your soul? Like Catherine said, social media can be used for good and it has been. But at the same time, it's also the biggest distraction of our time. You yeah. know, that's why it's good to take breaks from social media and, and to get back to some normalcy because likes and comments are not your validation or not your worth. You know, some people that, you know, post things and don't get no likes, no val validation out of that, it puts them into depression. It makes yeah. them feel that they're unworthy. And that is not, and that's what the enemy wants. He's using it as a tool. Yeah. You know, I put things on there and it amazes me sometimes because I'll put some like, I mean, it's straight revelation and not one, and, and it'll amaze me, not one person will even like, hit like and I'm like I know this is good <laughs> you know and then I'll put something so silly and stupid just being funny and like tons of people will you know share it and get the biggest kick out of it you know yeah. but for for first it's for me and if it ministers to someone else awesome but that isn't where I get my validation my worth my identity 
those things are all in Christ Jesus, not from Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat. Yeah. You know, I was talking to my niece, uh, my niece, Mary, about um, friendships and cultivating fruit. And she said something and it was so powerful. I had to write it down. Straight revelation. She said to me, dry seasons can only be an excuse for so long. Eventually, the farmer has to take responsibility for losing their green thumb. Wow. That was fire. I know. (laughs) why am I just hearing this now like you were holding that one back that was so good for such a time as this but we all have gardens we're responsible for and it's we are it's not about just be around Christian friends what use are we if if that's the truth we're no use or benefit to anyone but we are responsible for not being in covenant it's different. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. type of connection with non-believers. Um, you know, when you when you have you ever seen a garden and you'll see a fence around them, that's a healthy boundary. Yeah. So so these little critters don't come in and, and steal the fruit and eat it. Wreak havoc <laughs> on the garden. And, and wreak havoc. You you know the scripture. Uh, the little foxes are the ones that spoil the the vines. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. And it's not about like, oh, our little Christian social club, you know, mm-hmm. there is a word, there is a world out there. We need to be, we need to be treating people how Christ treats them. We need to be seeing people how Jesus sees them. We need to be loving people how Jesus loves people. And we're not perfect. We're never going to be Jesus, but we are we are, that is our goal. <laughs> when people talk about, oh, goals, that is our goal. Yeah. You know, it says to, to press on, onward, upward, you know, always be, be trying, give an A for effort. You know, you're never going to get it, you know, completely perfect and a hundred percent every time, but we have to try. We have to, you know, if there's someone and, and they're maybe not the cool crowd, the in crowd, reach out to that person. If God yeah someone on your heart that's for a reason pray for them text them reach out to them ask them how they're doing I get so this is one of my toxic traits and I know it like you know it's bad when you know (laughs) I I guess it's not bad let me let me strike that from the record it's good to identify things that you're struggling with but I have a problem with getting about myself I have a problem with being me 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 and getting selfish sometimes and I know that that that's something that I have to be aware of and say, Lord, help me understand how I'm coming across to people. Help me understand that it's not just about me because guess what? It's not, it's not just about you and your little world and your little plan and everything to do with you. There are other people out there. You're affecting other people. You know, that's a term that's used on social media is an influencer. You are an influencer for the kingdom, whether you think it or not, someone is watching you. Someone's observing your life. Someone's seeing how you carry yourself you are influencing people it might just be one person but you are still influencing someone so I want to walk like it says in the word worthy of the calling that Christ yeah. has on us and that's something you know just to be aware of just to to that I know okay I can't 
and my family knows this they call me out on it all the time like oh yeah you're talking about yourself again like and I'm like well you asked me about my life and now you're going to tell me (laughs) that I'm talking about myself you literally asked me what am I supposed to do so that's just something I know in myself that I have to to focus on and 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 be aware of and and work on is not being so consumed and me and my world and my problems and my plan and my ministry and my, 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 and what about me? What about me? So there yeah. are people that you're affecting in your life, whether you think it or not. Absolutely. And again, I'll say we don't judge them by their fruits. Instead, let's feed their soul with the group, the good fruit that yeah. brings life. Once they've had a taste the other fruit will physically made them sick. What does the word say? Taste and see the Lord is good. You know, there's a saying and it says, if you never tasted a bad apple, you would not appreciate a good one. But, but there's people that have never tasted a good apple. And for that, we have a lot of explaining to do as the church. We've got it wrong. Yeah. Fruit of the Holy Spirit is healthy. It's benefits, not just you, but it should benefit everyone around you and feed and nourish them too. And, you know, what does it take to make a fruit, Catherine? What what does a fruit, how does it, what does it start? A seed, (laughs) a seed, plant those seeds. Yeah. You know, there's a system. There's ones that plant the seed and then someone comes behind and waters it. And the Lord gives the increase is what he says. And I don't know about you, but real is rare. People appreciate authenticity. You know, when you've experienced the real, you don't want to go back to the fake. I don't want to be a fake friend. (laughs) I want to be real and authentic with people. It's like when you're, uh, I don't know if anyone's ever been on the keto diet. I'm not anti-keto. But it's like when they come at you and they tell you like, this tastes just like that. And then you taste it and you're like, oh no, I've had the real thing that does not taste like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you, right. really, you know the difference like mm-hmm. Sarah hates diet like, <laughs> and she's like oh my god which I always get in the restaurant so if they mix up our drinks it's like no I can't oh get this like anyone who's like a hardcore like you know Coca-Cola <laughs> fan when they drink diet coke it's like offensive to them what is this get out of here with that right now so I know you know when you how do you feel, drink it And it's not about putting on a face, you know, be real with people, be authentic in your communication, be authentic in your relationships. You know, if something is bothering you, you know, uh, and we could talk about friendship. I mean, we could go on and on and on about this for days because there's so many, it's not like, oh, we're going to hit it all in in one podcast because there's so many facets to relationships and life. So these are just like little keys and little things that the, the Holy Spirit's kind of been showing us and, and, and relating to us and that's truly and that is like what the church is it's relating to god in a particular way and relating to each other and that's what it's all about amen and just to close out um there's a scripture that says when you've been born again you were born of incorruptible seed which is god's seed inside of you god produces his seed inside of you and he sowed his spirit on the inside of you Naturally, fruit of the spirit would follow, bringing life all around you. But you must remember when the fruit of the spirit is listed, love is listed first. And that is the agape love of God. Mm. You so can never, all go, things, never go wrong loving people. 
That's right. In all things, do in love. Be blessed this week. We love you. Jesus loves you. And the kingdom belongs to you. God bless. Sarah and Catherine.